Hi, I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. And I'm Rico Galliano. And people, we have once again been rude hosts. Not unusual. <laughs> Alas. We keep inviting you to these dinner parties we throw, and it has been months since we've given you the opportunity to bring so much as a bottle of wine. But we're going to remedy that right now. Yes, sir. For just the next few weeks, we invite you to head over to our website, dinnerpartydownload.org, and click on the Contribute button, which mm. has magically appeared there. That's right. There you can donate a bottle of wine's worth of dollars. Or enough money to cover our cocktail bill after a long week. That would actually be crazy generous. <laughs> Not so crazy. I mean, Forbes just recently said there are like 400 billionaires in the U.S. So you're out there. Thank you all in advance. And now, here's your icebreaker. You want to know how to make a golden soup? Sure. Will you start with 14 carrots? I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. I'm Rico Galliano, and from American Public Media, this is the Dinner Party Download, the show that equips you to win your next dinner party. Our icebreaker this week came from jewelry designer Annie Costello-Brown. That's right, just back from Fashion Week. Yeah, where everyone right. was talking about your relative who disgraced himself. Yeah, that Galliano spells his name completely differently. His silent G doesn't work on the radio, my friend. I'm, I'm aware painfully of aware of that. <laughs> uh, coming up, filmmaker Kerry Fukunaga, the guy who uh, made the new Jane Eyre adaptation for the movies. A not-so-bitter pill, a painkiller brunch, and my only truth. Which is that you're John Galliano's nephew. That is not, that is not true. <laughs> First, time for small talk. So, Rico, this week in the news, America behaved like the high school it truly is at heart. All right. Let the painful teenage flashbacks begin. Oh, man. I hope it wasn't that bad it, for you. It kind of was. All right. At times. <laughs> All right. Well, first off, our national class clown, Charlie Sheen, was fired from his TV show. Yes. For being mean to girls, actually, That's among right. other things. Among He was suspended. It's a very appropriate. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Wisconsin, the Republican-controlled Senate stripped teachers of their collective bargaining rights. This would be the no more teachers, dirty looks portion of your high school That's riff, right. I, I feel like we're just playing out some national anger we have against Which, teachers. Indeed. <laughs> and NPR, <laughs> a.k.a. the straight-A students and nerds, were stuffed in the locker of public opinion when one of their employees was punked by the right wing yeah. and caught on tape saying the Tea Party was racist. Don't worry, our fellow public radio colleagues, it, it gets better in college. So for some lesser-known stories, we decided to turn to our classmates at Marketplace. Jennifer Collins, reporter for Marketplace, what story are you going to be talking about this weekend? Facebook is coming out with these new tools to uh, combat bullying online. Like combs and culture magazines to make people cooler? Well, not quite. They've apparently created tools to allow victims to socially shame bullies. Gee, I wonder why Mark Zuckerberg would be so interested in stopping bullies. Seriously, Zuckerberg is like the living example of the nerd's final revenge. Rada Beats, senior producer, Marketplace Morning Report. What story are you going to be talking about this weekend? Well, it's a brand new college degree at the Columbia College in uh, Chicago. You can now major in YouTube. What is it like how to make money on YouTube? It's how to make more professional content for YouTube. So your your version of your Lady Gaga song will look much better now. <laughs> right, but only after you take Kittens 101. <laughs> and introduction to exploiting your cute child. Exactly, that's it. Stacey Vanek-Smith, senior reporter for Marketplace. What story are you going to be talking about this weekend? Well, Phil Collins is going to stop making music. It's very sad. You know, I could see that coming in the air tonight. Right. He says that he wants to spend more time with his two kids. And he won't give us one more night. No, not one more album. But, you know, I, the thing that keeps running through my head is 
how can he just walk away from us when all we can do is watch him leave? Well, if he stays at home, no jackets required. I don't know. I think it's just a shame, and that's all. And now, time for cocktails. Once again, we tell you something that happened this week in history, then give you a fitting drink to serve along with it. It's like history is a desert, but instead of lacking water, it lacks booze. It's like lunch on weekdays. That's right. (laughs) First, the history. This week, back in 1899, a German named Felix Hoffman made medical history. We doubt your dinner guest will know how he did it. Thanks to our friend Michelle Philippi, you're about to. Imagine a world without aspirin. You don't have to live in that world, thanks to Felix Hoffman. Hoffman was a chemist for the drug company Bayer. Legend has it he wanted to invent something to soothe his dad's arthritis pain. So he started working with a chemical called salicylic acid. It was an obvious choice. Salicylic had been used as a painkiller for years. Even ancient Greeks dosed up with a form of it made from willow bark. The problem? Salicylic tastes awful. And though it cures headaches, it causes stomach aches. Hoffman's breakthrough? He fused the stuff with acetic acid to create a wonder drug, an even better painkiller that was easy on the gut. In 1899, Bayer trademarked it, and aspirin soon became one of the most common household drugs on earth. Hoffman didn't stop there, though. Two weeks after inventing aspirin, he fused another drug with acetic acid, morphine. Bayer gave the result the brand name Heroin. So that was the history lesson. Now it's time for the booze. I'm on the line with Brian O'Corn. He is a bartender at the Brillo Box, a bar in Pittsburgh, the home of Bear Aspirin in the United States. Brian, what cocktail did that history inspire you to make? Well, aspirin being the most common pain reliever, I thought I would make a spin on that with one of the most pain relieving cocktails, and that's the Bloody Mary. I came up with the <laughs> recipe for the Bloody Mary shooter. So yeah, I guess people treat Bloody Marys like aspirin. It's the hair of the dog cure for a hangover. Right. Just And just like salicylic acid doesn't taste quite right unless coated with something, vodka tastes a little better if you spice it up. So yeah, tell me what's in your Bloody Mary shooters. Here in Pittsburgh, we have... Of, uh, what, the first vodka distillery in Pennsylvania, Boyd and Blair Vodka. Void and Clear? Boyd and Blair. Oh, Boyd and Blair, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a preppy barbershop. <laughs> One of the important aspects to the drink is that you infuse the vodka. Okay. So I get black peppercorns and let the black peppercorns soak for about two days in the vodka and just put a dash of sriracha, uh, the Vietnamese chili sauce. Yowch. And you use roasted lemon juice in it. That's mixed up, shaken in ice, and poured out as a uh, little Bloody Mary. Well, you know, it's interesting. As a bartender, I'm, you're used to issuing headaches. It's interesting that you are now asked to make a drink based on the cure for headaches. That's uh, your job at a brunch shift. <laughs> so, Rico, if you're following along, yes. instead of taking two aspirin and calling the doctor in the morning, you take yeah. two of these after you call the bartender in the morning. <laughs> Pretty. That's, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the pub down the street is part of my HMO. I'm sure. <laughs> now that's what I call healthcare reform. That's right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, send your prescriptions for happiness to us at dinnerpartydownload.org. Our guest of honor this week is filmmaker Kerry Fukunaga. His first film was Sin Nombre, which won him Best Director at Sundance. His second feature comes out this weekend. It's an adaptation of the classic novel Jane Eyre. And Kerry, welcome. Hi. This movie is a huge change from Sin Hombre, which was Spanish language, 
gritty story about Mexican immigrants to follow that up with a lush English costume drama. What prompted that decision? It seems like the least likely move you could make. Um, you know, I like to keep them guessing. It worked. It worked. Um, you know, to be honest, I spent five or six years researching the story for Sin Nombre, you know, making the feature after being down in Central America and Mexico for a long time. Sure. And um, I was really eager for not only a change of scenery, but also a change of genre. You can be really easily pigeonholed in this industry. And Absolutely. after that film, I mean, I was getting offered all these sort of like drug cartel scripts. And <laughs> so I was a, a history major, actually, an undergraduate, and I studied a lot of 19th century history and I've always been fascinated with that time period. And then the whole idea of being able to hang out in, in the UK for at least a year, run around on the moors on horseback. That sounds fun, but I'm sure you had to shoot in rain and mud if I know England. Was it what you bargained for? Well, I mean, the thing is, I wanted rain and mud, and it was quite often bright sunshine and freezing <laughs> cold wind instead. Of course. You know, we needed the dark, sort of gloomy look to things, and so quite often we had to add rain and, and then in post sort of like darken the sky. For those who've never read the book, by the way, this is one of those Jane Austen-type stories where passionate love cannot be expressed because of the uptight society the characters live in. Well, I think the Brontes are different, actually, than, than Austen. Jane Eyre is a terrifying book to read by herself late at night. <laughs> That atmosphere, for example, adds so much more to tension and so much more to repression of, of, of emotions and desires. It's, it's much more than just the social stigmas. It's, it's everything else sort of being placed on the characters. You came out of the gate with the first film that got huge accolades. Now it's feature number two, bigger budget, actors like Judy Dench are involved. And in Hollywood, I'm sure there are plenty of people who are yearning for the schadenfreude of seeing you fail. How do you deal with that pressure, especially as a young filmmaker? People want to see me fail? <laughs> I hadn't I thought about that part yet, and Jesus, just got started. You're blissfully unaware Hollywood is full of sharks? <laughs> I don't live in Hollywood. Um, you know, I figure if anyone really wants to hate on this, they can blame it on the writing, and that's not my <laughs> fault. Blame it on the Brontes. It's a pretty faithful rendition. All right. Uh, we have two questions we ask everyone on the show. Okay. The first is, if we met you at a party, what questions shouldn't we ask you? So I see your last film was this gritty social drama, and then you moved on to the moors of England. <laughs> what inspired you? <laughs> I had to. I know you had, I had to, but that, to. that is the, the question to ask. It's not your fault. That would be the natural one I probably would have asked. That's nice of you, but uh, you know, I don't want to contribute to making press tours any more maddening. They must be maddening. I don't know. I mean, press tours and this kind of thing. It's not described to you in film school. This actually usually takes longer than the making of the movie. All right, I'll hurry up and get to our last question then, uh, which is... Tell us something we don't know. Hmm. I could tell you something that happened maybe on, on the set that people don't realize. Although yeah. I think at this point it's starting to get out there. It's a story about Michael Fassbender's sex appeal. He plays the uh, the male lead. He plays Rochester. And you may have seen him in Glorious Bastards. But he literally is the kind of guy that like women make special trips up to set just to be able to sit by the monitor and watch him. He is magnetic. Yeah. It's amazing. And uh, basically his power extends the horses as well. What? Yeah. Uh, we were doing the scene where Rochester meets Jane for the first time, and his horse rears, and he falls off, and he hurts himself. And uh, the, the horse got a got physically excited. and um, Wait, like aroused visibly? Yeah. Every time he gets on the horse, as we're rolling, the horse would excite, <laughs> and we'd have to cut because it looked like a fifth leg. Oh, no. And so we'd go walk the horse you know, around, we'd come back, and roll cameras and Michael would hop on slide his leg over that horse and sure enough oh buddy yeah it happened three times whatever that means so Rico I think we found the horse that would star in the Catherine the Great biopic right there 
Uh, I'm not sure I understand that, and I don't think I want to. It's called Wikipedia, man. That's the dinner party download for this week. Thanks to Jackson Musker and Ravi Carmen. And now we leave you, as always, with One for the Road, a song to listen to on your way to or departing from this weekend's dinner party. This gentleman hails from the Netherlands. He calls himself M. Joe. He's putting out an album this spring called A Brand New Universe. This is an early single. It's called My Only Truth. Bet you're John Galliano's nephew. <laughs> no. Bon appetit. Take love as my only truth. The rest is fiction. Fiction. No matter what you say or do. Cause I won't listen. Listen. Take love as my only truth. There's nothing else I want to do. I don't need to write a book. Cause those letters get not true. Channels on the tube in repetition. Brendan Francis Noonan. And I'm Rico Galliano. Thanks for listening. Whew. All right. Just in time for my appointment. Yeah, what's up? I got this meeting with a buddy of mine. He's an up-and-coming actor. I think he's got a... Oh, there he is. Whoa! Lightning. <laughs> this is a pitch meeting. I told you not to wear the tracksuit. <laughs>